Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Another episode of a Guy Think Podcast live experience. I am so excited for tonight's episode. I'm always excited for my episodes. It's just, for me, a lot of fun. I love talking to people. I love talking to interesting people, people that are successful and have just really cool stories. So thank you guys for uh, tuning in. I uh, just wanted to say a quick thank you to comedian and YouTube sensation Vic DiBetetto. Uh, for being on the podcast last week. Vic is hilarious. Uh, if you haven't seen the episode, you could check it out on my YouTube channel at A Guy Think Podcast. Um, Vic is an awesome guy. He's going to be doing a show in Boca Raton, Florida at the Boca Black Box, December 13th and 14th. So if you didn't get your tickets, get your tickets. Guy is awesome. Uh, so thank you again, Vic, for being on the show. And also a quick shout out to my sponsors. Uh, we got Deck Masters of South Florida for all your deck needs. Uh, if you need some decks put in the backyard, the front yard, they do this amazing job. All different kinds of wood flooring, finished lovely. I mean, they're the best. So check them out, deckmastersofsouthflorida.com. And also my boy, Frank Cristiano at Cross Country Mortgage. The man, he doesn't stop working. You could call him at any hour of the night. You could even call the guy during sex. He'll answer the phone. That's how cool this guy is. So you could give him a call at 561-504-1278. That's my man, Frank Cristiano. He'll close you out real quickly. And do me a favor, you guys. Follow me. It really helps me grow the show. Follow me at A Guy Thing Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. So uh, please follow me. And also, don't forget, drop a comment uh, when you get into the chat and visit me on the website at guythinkpodcast.com. You can take a look at the sponsors, the guests that have been on the show, and all upcoming uh, cool things that are going to be happening. Uh, but today I am so excited for this episode. It's an episode that I've been waiting for for a very long time because I am a huge fan, as you already know, of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. I've had the fighters on. I've had some interesting conversations with these fighters. I've been to the shows live, and it's just the best experience for anybody that's a combat sport fan. And even if you're not a combat sport fan, the action and, and the intensity that, that goes on between these men and women that do battle in the ring, you will not see anything like it the way you see it at combat and in this combat sport of BKFC. And the man I have tonight, I am so privileged to have on because I am a huge fan of him because of this creation that he's made and for the wonderful reputation that he has the president of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, Mr. David Feldman. David, welcome to the podcast, my friend. What's up, my man? How are you? Thanks for having me. It's great to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much, David. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you. I, I am literally just uh, so excited to have you on the show. And I know uh, we've chatted a little bit on Instagram. And uh, we finally got a, a day and a time set to, to have you on. And as you can see, we already have uh, people that are popping up, uh, ready to get this interview started, excited to have you. So what's been going on with you? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was great. Got, got got a little downtime, got to spend it with the family, some much needed downtime. Just it's been a crazy year for us. So anytime I can get a few days to uh, to spend with the family, it, it was amazing. Plus, we're, uh, we're getting married here on January 11th. So I had to finish up some uh, wedding planning. We had my uh, fiance's bridal shower this Sunday. So it's been a it's been a really cool family uh four days and back to work on Monday, man, and 
when we went back to work on Monday, we went back to work because we had we're making some amazing things happening in these past two days. It's it's really truly amazing. It really is. And congratulations on getting married. That's a beautiful thing. Are you guys gonna get married like uh, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth in the ring? What's going on? No, I'm actually getting married in your state. I'm getting married in Key West on the beach, and I'm just gonna have some fun. Awesome, man. Awesome. That's that's great. Congrats, and uh, yeah. it's gonna be a special day for sure. Key West, best place to do it, man. Beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. And also, I wanted to thank you uh, personally, you, and I wanted to thank Vince Anderson for inviting me out to BKFC 8 uh, to interview the fighters backstage. It was truly a privilege and an honor to be there. So thank you to you and thank you to Vince. Uh, Vince is a great guy, but uh, you're very welcome. We want to support anyone that's supporting us. I mean, you know, we're, we're up and coming. We're, uh, we're making some things happen. And anyone that supports the road of this thing that we're doing here, this crazy little dream that we had. I mean, we take our hat off to everybody that does that. And if we can support you in return, we absolutely will, man. This is a, uh, it's been a hell of a ride. Thank you so much. It, it really has been. And uh, you know, as a, as a fan of it, uh, I remember when I first started watching bare knuckle, but a cool story to tell you is that I was in Texas with a friend of mine visiting Dallas area. And, uh, you know, we were going out like every night and I was like, yo, there's a bare knuckle fighting championship pay-per-view. It was actually the Malinaji Lobov. And I'm like, have you seen it yet? And he's like, I haven't watched bare knuckle. I was like, how about we not go out tonight and just hang out? We'll order a pizza. We'll get some beer and we'll watch this. He's like, all right. So you got a new fan, man. That, that, that's all I got to tell you. He loved it, my buddy. And oh, awesome, man. That's the way it happens. You know, you got to just get him to watch it once. And if you're a combat sports fan at all and you watch this once, I think you're pretty much going to fall in love with it. It's it's everything a combat sports fan truly wants. It is. And like we talked about earlier before we went live, I mean, like, you know, you watch the UFC and for fight fans, it's great, you know, and, and, and casual fans watching, you know, it's like, all right, this guy's hugging on the floor. They're not really understanding the transitions and the moves and, and, and the submission attempts that are happening. And boxing, the same thing. You know, it's if it's a slow fight and and guys can't really gauge one another or or understand what each other are doing, and it goes to the card, it tends to be boring. But with bare knuckle, it's nonstop action. Thank you, Travis Tom Thompson, who just said that nonstop action. And and someone most likely is going to get knocked out, the teeth knocked out, bloody. It's going to happen. So it's just an incredible sport. But I wanted to ask you this because I've been dying to ask you this question. How, how did you get involved with starting Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, knowing that, you know, this was something that hasn't been legal for a long time? How, how did this all happen? Uh, I'm, I, I've been in this business my whole life. I'm a former professional fighter myself. My brother is. My father trained seven world champions. We've come from a family of fighters, so it was inevitable I'd fall into the family business at some point, and I started promoting fights. And one of the fighters that I promoted was Bobby Gunn. He's a uh, he's a gypsy, a traveler, um, a former cruiserweight world world champion in in glove boxing. And as I got to know him, and as we got to start talking, he started talking to me about the bare knuckle fights that they would do with the travelers, how the how the different families would fought, would would solve family disputes by fighting bare knuckle in different fields and parking lots and things like that, man. And I got so intrigued by it. I started really, really researching it. And, and then he fought for me again. And then I was like, you know what? The next fight I'm going to do is going to be a bare knuckle fight. And he's like, yeah, come on, pal, you're crazy. That'll never happen. And luckily I had a great relationship with the uh, Indian casino um, 
in Arizona, the Fort McDowell Yawapai Nation Indians, and the, it was the Fort McDowell Casino. I pitched them with the idea. They loved it. We did it on August 5th, uh, 2011. It was the first recognized bare knuckle fight really since 1889. It was only one fight. It was one bare knuckle fight, and the rest were um, amateur MMA fights on the undercard. 5,000 plus people couldn't get in the place. And, but here's the unique thing. We almost had a million people log in to Ustream to buy it, but the paywall wasn't right, so it crashed. So we didn't get paid on it. But I knew then, I was like, oh, my God, we're on to something. Like, this is unbelievable. And just hearing the fists, when the fists hit, hit the skin, it was like a sound like you've never heard before. So I was so intrigued by it. And I started pitching states and I kept getting shut down and I kept getting shut down. And John McCain came in and said, you'll never do that in, in, um, in Arizona again. And, you know, we just kept knocking and knocking and knocking. And then finally, man, I got so lucky to meet this awesome individual who believes in chances. He's, he's from Wyoming. He believes in giving people a chance, people that really work their asses off and take my hat off to uh, Brian Pedersen. I'll never forget this guy. He was the, um, chairman of the Wyoming mixed martial arts board. And he said, look, let's do it, man. This is, this, this is Wyoming. We believe in this kind of stuff. We wow. believe in chances. We believe in, in doing things like you're doing. And he gave us a chance, man. After, after almost eight and a half years of knocking on 28 different states doors and having them shut in your face, the 29th one opened. And like I told you earlier before, where I actually watched BKFC one again today with the team because we're we're looking at different production levels and different camera angles and things like that. And I got the chills. I was like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. I remember that moment when I was <laughs> on the edge of my seat, like, holy shit, what's gonna happen? Is it gonna go good? Is someone gonna die? Like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> and it was the most fantastic night I've ever had, man. I couldn't have scripted it any better. It was just fantastic. But that's that's kind of how how it started. Uh, Bobby Gunn got me in, interested in this thing, and I just I just saw the potential and just kept working, you know, working our butts off ever since. That's incredible, and I, I, Dave, I love hearing stories like this because a lot of people out there, you know, they, there's haters out there, there's people out there that are like, ah, oh, came easy or was handed to these people. Like people don't understand the hard work at, that it takes to be successful, or, or the failures and the and the and you know the backpedaling that you have to do sometimes in order to be successful. So that I credit you on that perseverance to to make this thing as big as it is today and still growing, man. So thank you for sharing that story because I, I really wanted to know about that. No, it was uh, it's. I mean, the first couple events. I mean, even when we went to Mexico, we got shaken down left and right. It was just it was, it was a crazy experience. But these are all. These are all learning experiences that we're doing. You know, we're paying a lot of money to go to to go to college for bare knuckle fighting right now to learn how <laughs> to promote this thing. But we're learning so many lessons and and everything that we did strategically got us really to this point where we're at right now. And, you know, to even be considered as as somewhat of a player in combat sports right now after 18 months is just, you know, it's it's an amazing feeling for for me and especially for the team because you know, there's no I in team. Truly, there isn't. And my team is just fantastic. They they get nervous with me. They 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 sweat with me. <laughs> they worry with me. And and my team that there on that first night when we were getting our life our lives threatened, my team surrounded me the whole entire time. So it was it's phenomenal to have a team like that. You know, I you know, Dave. I, I look at this. I mean, just you know, the slow motion, the knockout. The blood, the mouthpiece falling out, 
you know, I don't care what anybody says. It's a beautiful thing. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, look at this. This is, I mean, if you want to watch fights, how could you not want to watch this stuff? Really? If you're a fight guy, look, if you're not a fight guy and you're into the ballet or something, you might not like fights. But <laughs> if you like fights, you have to like this. It's, it's, it's adrenaline, man. It's unbelievable. Look, not taking anything away from any other combat sport. Whenever you get out there and exchange punches or do anything with any other human being in front of people, man, you got balls. And I take my hat off to any combat sportsman that goes out there because at any given time, you're risking your life. But I just think that we have something just a little special here, man. It's just a little different. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, um, it's awesome. It's really awesome. It, it really is. And uh, yeah, of course, you know, respect to everybody that trains. I mean, the training in itself is so difficult. Uh, people don't realize how difficult it is, but the training is tough. Uh, I've, I've boxed for a little bit, not professionally, uh, but just for fun. And cause I just love the fight game and combat sports. And I mean, this knockout was crazy. Uh, I mean, he flew all the way. He, he spent the rest of his money for a tryout we had in Philly he uh he has a family, you know, a bunch of kids. He lived on the street. He did. He, it was just I I gave him a shot. I gave him a contract in Philly. He came out and he got knocked out. I mean, it's one of them things. But he he gave everything to try to be there. And I'm definitely going to give him another shot. But I mean, it was just a, a, another amazing story. These guys have so many stories. Like they come from all different walks of lives and all different reasons why they want to do this thing. And you have to be a little different to do this than you do any other combat sport. Although, again, like I said, I take nothing away from anybody that ever gets in there. But mm -hmm. to risk a scar, to risk these, you know, this kind of um, superficial damage that you may get with bare knuckle, you know, this is it's just a different breed. Yeah, it is. And I, I give credit to the guys and girls that, that get in the ring, you know, knowing like, hey, I'm going to bleed. I'm going to cut. It's going to happen. Uh, but they love to fight. And uh, there's nothing like a fighter's story. Every fighter has a really cool story. Uh, I mean, not, you know, some are good, some are bad, you know, but it's the, uh, that finding that, that inner self, you know, finding that courage and finding that strength, no matter what you're going through to get up every day, train, and then get in the ring and, and do battle, win or lose. There's a respect that happens in that ring for yourself and for your opponent. And absolutely. I think. Absolutely, Joe. Bare knuckle represents it perfectly, man. So no, truly, uh, truly it does, Joe. You know what it is? What I'm really big on with these guys is I see their fighting ability, and obviously some guys can fight and won't have the, what I'm about to say. They won't have it, but it doesn't matter because they can really fight and they have a, they're going to draw. But I, I'm really big on what's your why. Like what is the why? Why are you in there? Because I feel like if your why is just a little bit different, you're going to go in there and fight your asses off and give it all. To, for that chance to be a star in this new up and coming sport where there's not that many fighters. That's what I tell a lot of these guys when I'm a lot of these bigger stars that I'm trying to get over right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm telling them, look, there's hundreds of thousands of MMA fighters in the world. There's hundreds of thousands of boxers. There's a couple hundred bare knuckle fighters right now. Your chance to stand out and be a star and be a pioneer in this sport at this stage is greater than it will ever be. So now's your chance to get involved. And that's why the why is so important, because I feel like if these guys really have the right why, they're going to go out there, they're going to leave it all in the ring. And most of them do. As you see with Bare Knuckle, most of them really, truly do leave it all in there. They, they certainly do. And uh, so obviously we talked about before the, the show, BKFC won to today. Uh, how do you feel the progress has been 
behind the scenes um, and obviously to the public eye from day one. You know, this is a, it's a roller coaster. It really is. It's a ride that, I mean, we're definitely in a way better position today than I ever thought we would be 18 months into this thing. I mean, we are mentioned in the same sentence, not as the UFC or Bellator or anything like that. We're mentioned in the same sentence as boxing or MMA. Now there's bare knuckle. Now, yes, some people may have been doing some bare knuckle overseas with hand wraps on and stuff like that, but we brought it to the forefront. And now people are just putting bare knuckle as another brand new sport. Imagine that. Like that's that that's the thing that I love about this. Forget the money, forget the notoriety, forget any of this shit that's going on, which is great and I love it. It's awesome. But we created we're leave, we we left the legacy. No matter what happens from this point on. We left the legacy. If somebody else comes along with $100 million and takes this thing to the moon, man, I take my hat off to them because I think our name will ever be forged, forever be forged in, in history for doing what we've done. So to be where we're at right now in, um, you know, going into 2020 when we started this thing only 18 months ago, it's it's really, really amazing where we are. I mean. I'm getting, I really, literally, I got a little choked up and I get killed because this is unbelievable, man. And the fighters, look, let me tell you something, man. I, I'm i not one of these promoters that goes out and say, hey, I love the guys. I love the guys. I love my guys, man. My guys that treat me with respect, I love them, man. Some of these guys are having problems. Some of them can't pay their bills. I'm shooting them money. I'm doing what I can do to help these guys out because I know they need a chance and I know that they left it all in the ring for me, you know, and I'm going to try to do what I can do for them as well. If, you know, I demand that you fight, I do. I demand that you fight. And I think every fighter in there understands that demand that I make and that they get taken care of if they fight. And that's why I have a great relationship with the fighters. And I think this this uh, company and this sport is just really right at the beginning of that, of that mountain that it's going to be climbing right now. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I was talking to Fred Pierce. He was at BKFC 8. Um, Talked to him after his fight. He was bloodied up, but just a really, really nice guy, a gentleman. And he said, you know, before he, I said, you know, how, how was it behind the scenes? You know, before the event started, did you talk to David Feldman? He said, well, David Feldman addressed all of us before. And he said, you guys are here for one reason to fight, you know, to, to, to have an action packed match. You know, that's, that's what the fans want to see. That's what I want to see. And Fred Pierce said, I agree. That's, the way it should be it should be a fight so uh you know it's great that not only are you promoting this awesome sport but you're helping the fighters out too and it seems like there's a mutual respect there between you and the fighters i love that yeah man i, I, I anybody that does anything for me like that you know that, that really does anything for me if, if i'm able to i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i can do for these guys i mean Look, some of them getting getting bad positions, and they're really good people, and and they deserve a chance, and we give them a chance, and we help them out a little bit, and and we just um we're just we're a little different than any other promotion out there, not just from the sport, but from what's behind everything that we're doing right now, and you know we do a lot of things, and I'm not here to to brag about what we do and everything, but I'm just in the room, and I just kind of show you back there. This is mm-hmm. a lot of the presents we're we're donating to like 20 different families of. These kids are um, terminal with uh, with cancer, pediatric cancer. I'm a big supporter of pediatric cancer. And what we've done in the past uh, three or four years is just give a lot of kids that don't have a chance and have a wish list. So we give them a, we, we give them all Christmases. It's just part of everything that we do 
as the people behind Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship all the way out to the fighters who give it all back to their fans. And that's the kind of organization that I, I want to build and I want all my fighters to fight for. And I really want everybody to stand behind. That's the kind of people that we are. And that, and hopefully, you know, it all comes back to us. And I think it is because I, like I said, we're a lot further out than we ever thought we would be so far. You, you, you guys really, I think it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, God bless you for, for doing that for these sick children and to have like, it's so cool because to have like this tough, brutal combat sport associated with helping sick children. I think that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> I have a question from a, a listener here. Jeremy Augusta wants to know how difficult is it to get new sanctioning bodies to allow these events? Well, uh, Jeremy, you know, back in the beginning, 18 months ago, it was like uh, it was it was impossible. It was really, truly impossible to get these guys to uh, to believe what I was telling them, because I was telling them. And I, and I tell this to a lot of commissions now. I go, it, 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 it's safer than boxing MMA. It's this, that. And they look at me like I got three heads. They're like, come on, man, it's safer. Now I have the medical stats. I have the injury reports. I have everything from the first nine shows now. And now when I go to them and say, look. I wasn't bullshitting you. This is safer or less injuries anyway, or definitely no more injuries than boxing or MMA. They open up a lot faster now. Now, look, the perception is still there. If they don't watch the events, if they haven't watched them yet, they still have that perception. Oh, is it a backyard fight? Is it a street fight? They don't know what it is. But if they watch it, it's so much easier now to get them to open up. They're not all just going to welcome me with open arms yet but they're all talking to me now. I'm getting the phone calls returned. They're calling me now. As a matter of fact, one commissioner, I'm not going to name, but he's unbelievably cool, called me last night, 11 o'clock at night, and we were talking for like an hour and a half last night about how he was so happy that we were able to bring this sport to his state. So to answer your question, Jeremy, and actually you're my man, Jeremy, he uh, he actually got me insurance for MMA fights uh, seven, eight years ago. Good dude. Oh, um, shout out. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome guy. But um. It's a lot easier now. It's I'm, I'm not by any means. It's not easier, but they're listening now. Now they're listening. They were they weren't listening before. They slammed the door in our face, and now they're listening. And we have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to ask you. I'm, I'm glad you. Uh, thank you, Jeremy, for asking this question because this was something I wanted to lead into anyway. Um, so we've seen a lot of events in Mississippi, Florida. What are the states that are upcoming for BKFC? Uh, we'll be in, um, it looks like, so we're in, we're, we're, we're legal in Mississippi. We're legal in Wyoming where we did a fight. We're legal in Florida where we did a fight. We're legal in New Hampshire. We didn't do a fight there yet. We're passed through legislator and just going through public comment right now. So we'll be legal probably January in Alabama. Cool. New Mexico is in public comment now. should be completely legal within the next week, actually, in New Mexico. So our schedule tentatively is Florida in February, New Mexico in March, um, Kansas in April, and then Alabama in May, and then just keep rolling to the other states that are opening up. We're in very good talks with Texas, Massachusetts. We have a couple states that people never thought we would get into this fast that we're, that we're talking to, that we're having great conversations with. So uh, 2020 really, truly looks really, really bright for what we're doing. And um, we're going to also be doing some um, some international shows this year, too. We're going to do minimum of two and possibly three international shows in 2020. Um, we just signed a good partnership today with, with actually China. We're going to be doing a show in China. Wow. In and we're going to be doing a show in the UK in 2020. So just a couple of things that are very super, like it's just exciting. And 
who thought who thought when we dreamt this up and we were doing fights in warehouses just to get people to talk about it and running out the door and <laughs> who thought we would be talking about doing international shows right now but we're doing it and and again i i owe it all really truly the fighters that go out there and fight their asses off and the team that stands behind me when we get kicked down and people talk bad about us mm -hmm. in the six air force the media like you joe like like a couple other media members that have really been a fan from the get-go thank you and thank the fighters and thank the team and it's it's awesome to have these kind of people surrounding you as you're trying to grow it is uh well i think it resonates with with the message you have and and the way you treat people all that comes back to you you know there's always going to be negativity and bad stuff in between but for the most part when you're doing good business and you're treating people respectfully all of that comes back to you and that's probably one of the main reasons why you're successful so you know, definitely keep doing what you're doing. I think it's pretty incredible. Uh, and then also, um, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, from a, I, I know you're the president, but as a fan, who are some of the exciting fighters that you can't wait to see fight? Um, I mean, I've got a couple guys that were, that, that were about to sign that are just going to be phenomenal, you know, really, really, truly phenomenal additions to the BKFC roster and and some guys that are really, really, uh, really going to be exciting. But we're going to start a 155-pound tournament. That's one thing I'll break to you right now. We're going to start a 155-pound tournament to create that champion, to crown that champion. And, um, you know, we have a couple guys like Jim Allers, the beast. He's uh, he's come out of nowhere, a jiu-jitsu guy. Everybody said he had no shot. Now he's 3-0, three knockouts in bare-knuckle fighting championship. Probably one of the favorites to uh, to win this tournament. He's definitely going to be in this tournament. Um He's done a lot for us. He just comes out and fights. He He's everything what Bare Knuckle really truly is. He jumps off that line, he toes the line, and he just bangs. He gives them fast-paced action and does exactly what these fans expect. So that, you know, I, I mean, I really can't pick out the guys that I really want to see because, honestly, everybody that's still on our roster that are fighting, those are guys I want to see fight. Honestly, yeah. God, they really are. But we're also going to sign um, – we're talking to him right now. There's uh, another exciting 155 pounder who'll be in this tournament, Louis Palomino, out of Florida. One of the one of the most exciting fighters and most popular fighters to come out of Florida. I actually had a good conversation today with um, former UFC and former PFL heavyweight Alex Nicholson, um, looking to jump into uh, bare knuckle. That could be great. Um, you know, we're going to do something later on this year. Vanderlei Silva comes back back over and he's going to tell the line just super wow things that are happening with us and um a lot of the women that are coming our way as well um it's there's so many guys i mean i had a guy on here right now he's he's, he's on travis thompson i mean i like seeing him fight every time because look he doesn't win all his fights but he comes to fight his ass off every time he does exactly what i tell him to do i say go out there and fight and what does he do he goes out there and fight, fight. and that's all i want him to do and he came in the office yesterday and we had a great conversation and, um, you know, he's going to be doing some things in February too. I mean, just so many guys, I, I can't mention everybody. Like I said, yeah. man, um, Caleb Harris came out of nowhere, decision in his first fight, scored a, scored a viral knockout in his second fight. And Unbelievable. came in and scored another knockout. I mean, he's just exciting. Chase Sherman and Joey Beltran, Joey Beltran, no one ever really gave him a shot. Um, we gave him a shot, and now he's the heavyweight champion in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Fought a hell of a war with, with Chase Sherman and just showed that he, he has no quitting him. Amazing guy, Isaac Valley Flag um, from New Mexico, an older, uh, an older guy. When I call him older, he's I think he's hitting on 40 now. 
but a guy that a lot of people discounted. And man, look at him. He's 2 0 with our organization, 2 0, two knockouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had another knockout, another organization. Other guys, man, these guys are all exciting to watch. And again, that's why they're still fighting for us because they're exciting. If they're not, if they're not exciting, they're not going to be fighting for us that much longer. And that's that's not an arrogant statement. That's a mm-hmm. statement that we are truly giving the fans what they want to see. And if you're not going to help us give the fans what they want to see, then go try another combat sport. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's a that's a cool mentality to have. You know, as a as a fan, I really enjoy watching Caleb Harris, Jim Allers, um, you know, Jason Knight. Valley flag, of course. You know, I as a fan, I really would like to. See, I don't know if it could happen. Maybe uh, the president could uh, do some uh, convincing. But I'd love to see somehow Caleb Harris and Jim Allers in the same weight class. Wow. I know they're pretty close, and I'd love to see if we could get those guys in that uh, 155 tournament. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, that Caleb Harris is going to be in that tournament. I think he's going to make that cut to get that championship you know to get that shot to get that championship uh we have some other guys that are coming in as well we're gonna announce that next week we're gonna announce actually pretty much the full fight card the location and and, and everything that it, that has to do with bare knuckle fighting championship 10 that's going to be in seven in the south florida area it's it's um it's it's going to be another i mean look we got one of the one of my favorite fighters really ever and when when, when i reached out to him and he reached back right out to me and he did say like to me like a lot of these guys say say you're you're not like other promoters you're reaching out to me directly and you're talking to me and you're massaging this this uh relationship hector lombard man i can't wait to see him he i mean he's one of although he's known for his judo he's one of the hardest punchers i really have ever seen in mma and i can't wait to see him and i can't wait to announce his opponent who's fought for us a couple times and is a legend in mma himself Uh, i think it's going to be a great fight Oh, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Hector Lombard. Uh, this was such a cool signing. Uh, I've actually trained at the same gym with Hector. He's a hell of a nice guy. Uh, I, I've you know, talked to him quite a bit. I spoke to him at BKFC 8 also. Uh, yeah, man. Like when you meet Hector, he's like a he's a, he the look. He's a pit bull. You know, he's a short, stocky guy just jacked out. And yes, I mean, obviously, as you could see here, look at him. I mean, look, these punches, what he's doing to these guys, this is that different crazy power stuff. Like, this isn't like you hurt a guy and, he, and you know, he's wobbled a little bit. These guys, I mean, they're they're losing their equilibrium. They're, I mean, he's a different kind of power, man. I mean, he's strong as an ox, and I really can't wait to see him fight for us uh, in February in Florida. I'm so excited to see it. It's his hometown, so you know that house is going to be packed with a lot of Lombar fans. And yep. uh, do, do we have any idea who his opponent is going to be? Uh, we know his opponent is going to be able. We're going to announce that on Tuesday. Cool contract signed first. Awesome, man. No, I look forward to that. Yeah, I love watching this stuff. I mean, guy's a beast, man. What a cool start. When I heard you signed him, I was like, holy shit. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, made another signing too, and we're actually going to send a press release out tomorrow. We made another signing. Um, UFC. Uh, he's been around the UFC for a while. He actually fought one bare knuckle fight. He's known as a as a grappler or a guy that just comes to you, but he won his first fight by knockout over a boxer in that other organization that was out there, uh, Josh Neer. So we just signed Josh Neer to a multi-fight deal. So can't wait to see him uh, in the square circle as well. Oh, that's going to be awesome, man. My dad has some words for you. (laughs) Oh, what do you got? He said, hey, David, I wish you a lot of luck. This is a great sport, and this will go better than regular boxing. Thank you, Alex, man. I really (laughs) appreciate it. It's uh. You know, like I said, I've been I've been in the fight 
business my really literally my whole life my dad trained these fighters and lived in our house and when my my mom got injured she was a quadriplegic she got injured uh they got divorced and she got in a bad car accident and beat up by this guy and it's a it's a long story but i had all these fighters living in my house as i grew up it was a training camp and we had eight to ten fighters living with us you know my whole entire childhood so it was something that got me really groomed to deal with fighters and to really know their backstories and their mentality and what they're fighting for. And I think that's another reason why we're on a different relationship with these fighters. So, you know, it, it's awesome. And thank you so much to your pop for, uh, for reaching out and the, and the good luck shout. Oh, of course. He's a huge fan. So uh, it's, it's really cool that uh, he gets to watch this too. Uh, and I want to ask you, since we're on the subject of uh, new signings, Iranian Hulk, what is going on with that? He's a, uh, we're just waiting right now. There's some, there's some riots and things like that going on in, in Iran. And he's, the, he's the military for Iran. So he actually, his job in the military, he's one of the guys that actually fights on, on the border. He fights ISIS. So he's actually, he's a really good dude talking to him through a translator. He's a really good dude. He can't wait to make his debut. We're probably about a couple of weeks out from actually finalizing who he's going to fight and the date he's going to fight just because of some things that are going on. But we already started his visa process. He's, He's going to come over and do his thing. I mean, can he fight? Honestly, I don't know. Can he fight? But it's going to be really interesting to watch if he can fight, if he can punch, if he can take a punch. And I think, like, a lot of people tune in for fights. They're not only just because this guy can fight or that can fight. They go, can this guy fight or can that guy fight or can that guy beat that guy? And I think that's where the conversation is with this right now. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, if he can't fight, he's huge. If he can't fight, he's got a future in WWE for sure. <laughs> absolutely man yeah man he's a, he's a beast this guy so um what's uh what are your uh future plan oh but before i get to that i want to ask you this as well uh we've seen a lot of guys from mma transition over uh we've seen paul Poli malinaji from boxing transfer over uh do you see any other box professional boxers that are going to be making the transition to bkfc yeah absolutely we do uh we have former world champion um Demarcus uh, Chop Chop Corley, he'll, he'll be making his debut on the February show as well. We had that in a win on the on the last show that we had in Florida. He'll also looks like he'll be fighting in Florida again. Um, I just mentioned your name, homie. <laughs> um, we have uh, we're talking to. Uh, I'm actually going out uh, December 21st in, in the California to a PBC show. I'm going to be meeting with Floyd Mayweather and the, the Money Mayweather team about some of their fighters and um, getting them on our roster as well. We have we, we we have a lot of former world champions that are talking to us now. Some of them I feel are just a little too old for us, and some of them I feel like like Chop Chop, for instance, he's an older dude. I think he's 45 or 46, but. Um, I, he's, he lives right. He, he's not a drinker. He didn't do drugs. He, he does everything right. He's always stayed in shape and he has a lot of fight left in him. So we're going to see what he has as well. But yes, the goal is in 2020 to absolutely get a lot of professional boxers and former world champions to come over into our organization, because I think that crossover is what created a lot of buzz who can win a boxer or an MMA fighter. And I right. think what's so great about this. Yeah, it's so cool. And uh, yeah, so uh, actually, what's up with uh, Ken Shamrock? What's the deal there? Uh, he's doing his thing. Um, you know, he's he's trying to start a promotion and um, take my hat off to him. I mean, look, he's a legend in the fighting sports, but I think it was, you know, who got to the starting blocks first and who sprinted out, out of the starting blocks faster. And I think we did. 
Yeah. I think the way we treat the fighters and just everything. I don't know. I, I really don't know what he's doing with his organization or anything he's doing, but I will say put on a pretty decent show and that's great for the sport. That's great for the sport. Mm-hmm. There's other companies out there that put on shitty shows and it's bad for the sport, but yeah. put on a decent show and he's great for the sport. And, you know, um, I wish him the best in, in, in his endeavors for that. And, you know, I hope he succeeds because if he succeeds, then we will definitely succeed. So True. that's what's that. That's what's great about that. And look, you know, we're all in this. Well, I I know I'm in this for one thing. I'm in this to create the sport and give everybody, all the fighters and my team, a chance to, you know, an opportunity to really change their lives because they're at the beginning of this thing. And the way this this thing is growing and the way it's turning the corner, if if it goes where I think it's going to go in 2020, a lot of these fighters are going to get paid even a lot better than we're already getting paid. And we're already paying pretty damn good. Um, you know, especially amongst our competitors. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great to hear it. I'm sure the fighters are going to be uh, happy to hear that as well and agree with you. Uh, so to close out, um, I wanted to ask you what uh, to give our, our viewers that are watching, uh, are watching live and our viewers that are going to be watching later on, what uh, do they have to expect in the year 2020 for BKFC? I mean, Big signings, definitely a couple of big signings that is going to shake it up a little bit. I really can't wait to announce the one because I'm, I'm even like, did I really just talk to that guy today? And <laughs> this guy and he's a legend. But I mean, we've got a lot of a lot of signings coming. We got new states opening up. Um, we have uh, what we're really focusing on 2020 is getting getting a couple of them bigger names over to give us a little more notoriety to the sport. But at the same time, really build on our stable. That's what our thing is going to be now. Build on these guys like like a Caleb Harris, like a Isaac Valley Flag, like a Jim the Beast Allers. Building these guys and and putting all our our resources behind making them stars, making making our core fighters stars, and not just bringing a star over. Although that's part of the strategy. That's what gets the eyeballs to us right now while we're growing this thing. So in 2020, you can really see a couple more uh, champions are going to be crowned in different weight divisions. You can absolutely see us expanding our women's division because they everybody really likes the women fighting. Um, you can see um, you're going to see so many different things uh, a lot more sponsors are coming on board right now you're going to see us actually with our round car girls what we're going to do there is we're going to actually have our our round car girl competitions to to get these girls um that we're going to bring with us to every event so people can get to know these girls and they can kind of help build with us that, that that's another thing we're doing in 2020 but really truly just great fights we're up in the production level a little bit we're up in the bar for us we're definitely setting the bar higher and we do have an announcement that we're going to make in about um, March or April that we think is going to change the name and change the game. It's also going to give these fighters um, a little bit of chance to make a little extra revenue while they're fighting and when they stop fighting for something that we're going to do. We can't make that announcement now, but we're really excited about that, about something that we're going to do to really control our own destiny. Um, and it has something to do with that. And Really, it's just again, man. It's um, it's been a phenomenal 2019, 2018, phenomenal 18 months. I mean, I really can't believe that you know I'm sitting here talking to you about oh, we're on our 10th show coming up in Florida. When <laughs> 10 shows, man, 10 shows. Now it's just like putting another one together, and we have 11 shows scheduled for 2020. So we're um, we're not slowing down at all. And then 2021, if everything works out the way it is, we're going to do bi-monthly shows. So we'll do 24 shows in 20 2021, and then 
kind of keep it around there. But really getting these signings going, getting all these guys from around the country, um, giving them an opportunity in all these new states. All, it's so important that we're opening up in these new states because what it's doing is it gets all the local people more excited about what we're doing. Because, as you know, you watched it on TV, and it was great. When you come to a fight, it's a whole different world. It's oh, yeah. Different level seeing it live. So when they can see it live, they're for sure going to be a fan forever watching it. And that's our real focus It's just to really expand in 2020, get these fighters more and more opportunities, get us more and more opportunities. And, of course, the Beast will be in Florida in um <laughs> February, and we'll be talking tomorrow about him. He's a great addition to us, as you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So many great things are happening in 2020. Um, I said, I talk, told you offline I'm going to be married in, uh, in January 2020. So and it's going to keep me an honest an honest man working out, work, working hard for the family. So everything's great. I mean, it's been just a tremendous year. Again, thank you to the media. Thank you to the fighters. Thank you guys because you guys that are still fighting for us are the guys that go out there and throw it on the line each and every time for us. Thank you so much. And thank you to the team, the team who keeps pushing us and believes in us and doesn't say no. And any suggestion that we're making and we're all coming together as a team, we're throwing great ideas away around. And 2020 is definitely going to be a stellar year for bare knuckle fighting the sport and especially for BKFC. It's, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for February and then just to keep it rolling. It's going to be awesome. man. It is David. And I, I just uh, want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on a guy think podcast and talk to me about this awesome sport, BKFC and 2020 sounds like it's going to be an amazing year for you personally and professionally. So I just want to say God bless you. God bless your family, your future wife, and the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship because I see nothing but amazing things in the future for this thing. I think, it, in my opinion, I really truly believe that it's going to be the number one combat sport in the world. Man, I just got chills. Every time someone says that, but I really man, I just got chills. I'm like, holy shit, because it can happen now. That's the thing. When this was a dream, we were like, ah, well, it happened. And now I'm like, Man, this can really happen. We are poised to really make a run, and we're going to make a run. And thank you for all the nice comments. And we will, uh, you know, anytime you want me to come back on, um, Joe, I'd love to come back on, especially as it gets closer to this next fight. It would be awesome. Have a great holiday with your families, and thank you so much. Thank you, brother. God bless you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. So that concludes uh this episode of a guy think podcast live experience with the boss the president the man himself david feldman uh man what an honor to have him i mean i've been a huge fan of bkfc as you know the fighters that have been in the chat um awesome i mean i love all you guys i love watching you guys i wish i could fight professionally i wish i could but the body says otherwise but i live vicariously through my my fight family and David Feldman, just a, a, a true class act. And Vince Anderson has been such a great friend to me and all the fighters that have been on uh, my podcast. Uh, I couldn't be more thankful and grateful uh, to have you guys. And I look forward to have more and more fighters on. Uh, and for those of the, the people out there that weren't taking me so seriously, well, I just had the president of BKFC on the podcast. So I welcome everyone on my show. I, I really do. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your success story, your struggle, whatever it is. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be about the fight game. It could be about anything. So if you know somebody that you feel has this amazing story to tell, uh, no matter what field they're in, send them over to me. You know, I, I want to hear 
these awesome stories. I really do. Uh, so, you know, you may see a comedian on, you may see an actor on, you may see a fighter on, you may see a regular business owner on. It, it, it's going to happen on this show. But I, I just really, truly want to thank all of you guys and girls for tuning in. Uh, and please do me a favor. If you haven't already subscribed to my channel, it really helps me grow the podcast and get more into the public eye so I could do some really cool interviews just like this one with David Feldman. Uh, you can reach me at a guy think podcast um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, everywhere. Uh, and also my website, www.guythinkpodcast.com. Uh, if you haven't already smash the like button, bang that share button. Uh, and if you have Apple, please, uh, you could also listen to my podcast. If you are on the way to work or coming home from prison, please rate me five stars on Apple podcasts. It really gets those analytics up. Uh, but again, guys, thank you so much uh, for tuning in tonight. Uh, you guys are awesome. You, you really are. God bless you. Have a great day.